Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Sifter.com.au Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomeus. And I'm Gianni DiGiovanni. And welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet launch with a lot of good changes and a heap of bugs. Bethesda responds to Doom Eternal composer Mick Gordon's allegations. And Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming, says the streaming-only Xbox device was too expensive to make. Here is the news for Sunday, 20th of November. Let's go. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash discord. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet released on Friday and the reviews are in. It's being hailed as one of the biggest improvements to the Pokemon game format in years, but it's absolutely plagued by bugs. Massive slowdowns and frame rate drops, glitched 3D models where the player character becomes giant while riding their legendary Miraidon and Koridon, and scenery that unloads then pops back in. It's a bit worse, in fact, if you play the game in docked mode, with the 2017 console appearing to struggle to maintain a 1080p image. There's still a lot of praise for the game, saying it's one of the most ambitious and needed shakeups for the 25-year-old franchise. Fiona, I know you've been playing the game, so how have you found it so far? I picked up Violet on Friday, and I've actually been really enjoying it. There is so much to do in this game. It's a little overwhelming, but... Luckily, my game hasn't been that glitchy so far, except, you know, the sky being grey and a post-apocalyptic for the first half of the game instead of blue, but that's okay. Bethesda Softworks has responded to the allegations of crunch and music theft by Doom Eternal's composer Mick Gordon. Gordon published a very lengthy blog post calling out the studio's poor management of the soundtrack, using his rejected music and withholding his pay. Bethesda in the statement says the accounts were one-sided and misrepresented the team at id Software. The statement continues to say they support the team at id Software, reject the distortion of the truth, and how the posts have incited harassment and threats of violence towards the team, which will be dealt with accordingly. It's pretty fair to say the sentiment online is that people aren't buying it, like at all. It's a messy situation and players have started attacking both sides on this argument, which sucks. Doom Eternal has one of the coolest soundtracks in recent years, so it's a shame that we'll likely never see Mick Gordon on future games. Bad luck if you were looking forward to Xbox's streaming cloud device for your second TV. This week's Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming, joined Neil I. Patel on the Dakota podcast and said the project called Keystone basically couldn't be made cheaply enough. The console we built that now people have seen, um, Keystone, was more expensive than we wanted it to be when we actually built it out with the hardware that we had inside. And we decided to focus that team's effort on delivering the smart TV streaming app 
I think in order for a streaming only box to make sense, the price delta to S has to be pretty significant. I want to be able to include a controller in it when we go do that. I don't want to announce pricing specifically, but I think you've got to be 129, 99, like somewhere in there for that to make sense in my view that we just weren't there. And I love the effort. The reason it's on my shelf is the team rolled up their sleeves and in nine months they built that thing. And a bunch of us took it home and it worked. It worked really, really well. Customer proposition includes the price. And I just, I think all of us knew that we were a little out of position on price. Spencer also talked about how important letting creative teams finish their work is in the context of delaying Bethesda's Starfield and Arcane's Redfall. Also, surprisingly, that the Activision Blizzard King deal was actually more about Candy Crush and other mobile games that King makes, which far exceed both Activision and Blizzard divisions. So really, it's not about Call of Duty or Warcraft in the end at all. It's a really good listen, and we've linked the episode in the show notes. Spencer said that Call of Duty will continue to be on PlayStation for as long as there is a PlayStation to ship to, and that's about keeping players happy wherever they game. A couple of tidbits for CD Projekt Red's biggest RPGs, The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077. The delayed current-gen upgrade for The Witcher 3 will arrive in just a couple of weeks. It will be available to play on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 with improved graphics and some new Netflix TV show-inspired content as well on the 14th of December. And Cyberpunk 2077's final DLC, Phantom Liberty, will be a paid expansion when it arrives next year, with no price confirmed yet. But PR director Radek Grabowski said that it's going to be cheaper than the price of a full game. There are sequels for both of these series in the work, as well as a remake for The Witcher 1 on the way as well. So a lot to look forward to, but I wonder if this next-gen upgrade will be enough for me to finally finish Witcher 3. Australian studio League of Geeks have announced a new game this week at the PC Gaming Showcase inspired by 1970s sci-fi anime and base builders. It's called Jump Light Odyssey. I, Princess Euphora, last remaining regent of our people, will lead us to the Forever Star. It's a roguelite colony sim where you manage daily life for the crew, a bit of social drama thrown into the mix, and enemies on your tail. It's the second game announced by League of Geeks this year, and they've got a hell-based political strategy, Solium Infernum, on the way too. This sounds like so much fun. I'm always down for a good sci-fi game. And the trailer looks amazing as well. I highly recommend you check it out. Overwatch 2 executive producer Jared Noyce in an update said this week that the team at Blizzard were reworking the rewards in the free-to-play game. One of the biggest complaints about seasonal events and the Battle Pass was that it felt really unrewarding to take part. In previous years, you could get a steady stream of loot boxes for playing, but that was dropped in favour of this new model. In Season 2, which arrives on the 6th of December, Noyce promises that there will be a skin that is earnable just by playing, and that more rewards are on the way for future seasons next year. They're also looking to improve rewards for players who queue as support or for any class, which, let's be honest, is just queuing as support 9 out of 10 times suggesting they could reward them with increased Battle Pass XP. Overwatch 2 is a fun game to play, as we, unless, as we said, you're a support player, which it's a path to becoming the next canonized saint. But as a big free-to-play fan, I found the Battle Pass next to pointless. Take my advice, just be happy with the default skins, get a bunch of mates on board, and you'll probably have a good time. It's almost that time of the year again where our favorite games go head-to-head and find out who'll be titled Game of the Year. 
That's right. It's awards season, which means we've got nominations from the Game Awards and the Grammys. Unsurprisingly, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok have been nominated for quite a few different categories, including Game of the Year, joined by Plague Tale Requiem, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The cute animal games Stray and Tunic are also nominated for a few other categories. An Australian-made Cult of the Lamb made the list, joining Sifu and Neon White nominated for Best Indie. The Grammys also announced their inaugural video game soundtrack nominations this week as well, which included Austin Wintery for Aliens Fireteam Elite, Stephanie Economou for Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok, Bear McCreary for Call of Duty Vanguard, Richard Jacques for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Christopher Tin for Old World. Friend of Sifter, composer Mina Shamali contributed instrumentation on Oud and vocals for Old World. So we're going to claim that as an Aussie nomination too. We've spoken to the teams behind Tunic, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White and Citizen Sleeper for our podcast Lightmap. So find those episodes in your podcast player to hear those excellent interviews. That's it for news. Here are the games releasing this week. Gungrave Gore, the third-person action shooter and sequel to the PlayStation 2 series, is out on the 22nd of November. Big and over-the-top, packed with anime action. It might be a good one for fans of Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. It's out on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Seeing with third-person action shooters, Evil West is also out on the 22nd. This wild, weird West game embraces the spooky vibes as you blast vampires and monsters in single-player and online co-op. You'll find it on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Ship of Fools is a nautical roguelite from Fika Productions and Team 17. It's got a cool, cartoony style, and it's designed for co-op play. Plot your course with your mates and try to brave the endless seas. That's out on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch and PC on the 22nd as well. Articles to read, podcasts to listen to and videos to watch on sifter.com.au. This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Fiona Bartholomew. And my name is Gianni Di Giovanni. Thank you so much for listening. We know you love listening to Sifter. So if you'd like to support our work, we've got a Ko-Fi where you can contribute whatever our work is worth to you. Even a small amount makes a big difference to us. You can head to sifter.com.au forward slash support, where even a couple of dollars helps us keep making our shows. Sifter is produced by Kyle Paletto, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, Daniel Hines and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is our senior producer and my name is Gianni DiGiovanni and I'm the executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune and thanks to Audio Technica Australia and Omni Studio for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 